Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. On this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about backup plans, kids TV characters, and we have part two of our interview with Catherine Loveday from Kids Inspire. Good uh, morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time of the day it is. Welcome to The Kindness Project. I am joined by a man who um, is doing well today, apparently. It's Rosal Dames and a, a girl who's got a mouthful of tea. It's Charlotte. How are we doing, Japs? Uh, yeah, I'm not doing too bad. Now, Rosal was telling me he's not doing too bad. The voice tells me something else. What's well, the matter, Ross? I've been trying to, trying to set up for our other business, Hayward Means Business. I've been trying to set up the discount code and it's been complicated. Oh, he's got coding problems. Very hashtag, complicated. Hashtag coding problems. Uh, Raz has got. Yeah, very complicated. Raz has got coding problems. You've got study problems. Yeah, I have my first A level tomorrow, so that's going to be good. How are we feeling about it? Uh, my veins hurt, which is awful. your veins. Yeah, so um, I, I didn't realise there were pain receptors in your veins. <laughs> no, when I get um nervous or anxious like it feels like there's worms in my veins what have you ever yeah. had worms in your veins no there's not yeah, literal put, one when you get anxious your blood pressure rises and it feels like the veins are pulsing like wiggling right. yeah, yeah i get anxious all the time I, yeah i used to have a little vein in my forehead and i never used to be able to feel it but it used to <laughs> pop out when i got angry yeah. i know i've seen um, it that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very, it comes out there. That's exactly, the, that's exactly the same thing. It's where the blood pressure goes up. Interesting. Your, your yeah, veins but... dilate, don't they? Yeah, so it's pumping through. You tell me it's pumping through quicker. Quicker, are, yeah. And then you can right? feel it, and it sort of feels like worms wiggling I, I through. Yeah, it's like worms. On my skin. No, no, no. I always feel it in my wrists going up. In your yes. Where do you feel it, Ross? In the... In the wrist and the neck. In yeah. the neck? I can feed it here in the neck where it's pumping round. Yeah. I'd say... It's like what? It, I have am no I, am, I, am I just cold and heartless and that's why I can't feel much? No, you're, you're just not nervous or anxious enough. No, <laughs> enough. Sorry, is, it, is, is being nervous and anxious and aspiration for what it gets to? No, like... If enough. I get over anxious, it starts to hurt as well. Yes, yes, see, Russ gets it. Russ, Russ knows. It. Russ knows, you know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just. You don't want to know. I'm you just, don't want to no, know. I'm just clearly not anxious enough to, to have um, the feeling of worms in my veins. <laughs> and I didn't realise that it was a thing. So well, it happens to me yeah, all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm official question in the podcast, listeners. Have you got worms in your veins? <laughs> um, and if so, can you, can you, is it just me? Is it like sort of, is it me who doesn't suffer from this wormy baby thing? Or is it, um, is it a common thing? Um, or is it something you've never heard of before? Let us know. Um, what else is going on, Russ? That's about it at the moment. Just wormy baby things. <laughs> Just that's it. And how, how are we feeling about tomorrow? It is what it is. <laughs> it well. is. What it is. Uh, you know what? We were talking about history, Russ, and um, the uh, fact that history is always written by... Written? 
it's never ever written, is it? It's always by the winners. It's, it's always um, written by the winners. Now, just imagine, right? We have a we put all these audios. Have we thought, are they, all of our podcast recordings, right? Are they on the cloud or are they like in our hard drive? On the cloud. We just have everything on the cloud. Just imagine in a hundred years' time, right? Um, somebody finds a recording of the Kindness Project. What are they going to assume? That's if we're still paying our Dropbox bill. <laughs> Will Dropbox exist in a hundred years? I mean, it... just, to, just going back to <laughs> just going back to the exam thing, though. You didn't do too well in your exams, and you turned out right. So it'll be all right. Oh, I've happens. got a better track record than Charming. him as well. well exactly. no, Whatever I, happens, I, it'll be I, all right. To be fair, let, let's just make... A, I can't believe he's having a go at me. I was trying really hard to be nice to him today as well. That's going to change. No, the, um, the point was, whatever happens, it'll be all right. You know what? 100%. I've been saying this to you, haven't I? Yeah. Because I... I mean, just to full disclosure to our audience, like let's just talk about how much of a failure I am. <laughs> um, I, I did uh, moderately well in my GCSEs. Uh, I... Um, got a bit distracted during my A-levels um, and didn't do particularly well. Well, I didn't do well at all. Didn't you not turn up to something? Um, yeah, I, I was just, I, I, you know, I had a lot going on in life and I just got completely demotivated and uh, it didn't go well, which is something you, you haven't done. You've worked incredibly hard and I'm really proud of you for doing that. Zero um, down but then I went to work and started studying it again and I haven't stopped for 20 years. And the reality is there's not one route to whatever you want to call success, is there? There's all of all of the other ways that you can go and learn and grow and develop. Um, and it's not only that way. Now, funny enough, Russ, when I was talking to Charlotte about how nervous she, she's been, like there's a bit of me that wants to say, I want you to try as hard as you can. Yeah. There's a bit of me, and we did, we had, we had this conversation, didn't we? There's a bit of me to who, who really wants to say whatever it is, what it is. It is, whatever, what it is. Why do you always do that? That voice. You, if if the plan doesn't go to plan, you just take a different route to whatever you. I know. Want. I have a backup plan. Which backup plan? Well, to see, unless I get three Bs. Uh, I can't. BBB. To... Yeah. So if, if I get a minimum of three Bs, I can go to Strass. If not, I got an unconditional from my second choice. So exactly. So th so there's always there's always a route we can take. Oh, well, there's there? always a route. Yeah. There's, there's always I a don't way. Know what to and and the optimist in me, and we've had this conversation before us, tells me that it's never too late, is it? You know, if whatever age you are, um, uh. It's never too late to make positive progress and positive change, in my opinion. No, what do you I agree. Think? I agree. We quite very soon. Don't think I'm old enough to turn up. That's really insightful of you. Like you're saying, you just haven't got enough experience yet. So, so yeah. What do you, what are you doing, Russ? Or are you interrupted you there, man? I'm, um, I've been lucky enough to find a new path later on in life, and yeah, it's been interesting. Has it been emotional, Rust? It's not emotional. I don't I just, really care. Oh, emotional. No, it's not emotional. I just want Rust to say it's been emotional. Has it been emotional, Rust? I don't do emotion. <laughs> he does do emotion. 
Is it? Of course, Russ. Just for me. Is it? All you got to say is it's been emotional. It's Has it been emotional, Russ? Yeah, it's been emotional. Oh wow, so emotional. Can you I'm say that? Emotion. emotion, please, Russ. Russ. It's been the most fantastic time of my life. I've never had an experience like it. <laughs> what? I didn't ask you to do that, did I? What was that? All I wanted to do. That's my passionate emotional side. Right, let, let's let's try okay, right. Now let's just try the emotional one, right? Russ, you ready? You ready? Has it been emotional, Russ? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you. Oh, it's been emotional. Russell, Russell, be honest with me now. <laughs> be honest with me. <laughs> Russ, you got to be honest with me now, mate. Has it been emotional? No. <laughs> it's not been emotional. Um, uh, oh, I don't know where to go from that. I'll tell you where I'm going to go from that. I'm going to go on to um, the question of the pod um, cast. No, uh, I don't what, like question uh, You know what? Uh, what? You're, you're not keen on any of my new independent no. podcast ideas. No, Why can't we call it question of the pod? was shaking his head. No, this is you cold beast. You've got another motion. Listen, we we feel our listeners here. Question there, so it's in a pod. Pod. Yeah. Question. Uh, can we? Can we? Have a question of the pod. Can we call no. it a question of the pod? No. That's no. that's what I'd like to know. You've been so, outvoted several times. Right, okay, we don't call it a question of the of the podcast. Um, okay, cool. Right, question of the podcast this week is: What kids TV character? Are you most like and why? Let's start with Russ. Inspector Clouseau. Inspector oh, no. Clouseau? Do you mean Inspector Gadget? Inspector Gadget, yeah. Right, is it Inspector Clouseau or Inspector Gadget? They are two different inspectors. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting myself muddled up now. I'm more like E-Man. I'm more like E-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's here as well, but she'd like to... I made you a lot of hothead losses. Uh, oh, we've got a chain now. Clearly, our listeners won't be able to um, uh, see this, but what Sophie's done for you, Russ, is, is made you a little present. And it's a chain of paper men yeah. uh, with their uh, heads painted red, yeah. and then across this chain of uh, paper men, it just says, hothead Russ. <laughs> They what did I say to you, hoodlum? <laughs> That's what you called her the other day. I, I how dare you, hoodlum. Calling my daughter hoodlum, even if it is true. She's a um, rascal. Um, right, so 
Question of the podcast is, what kids TV character um, are you most liked? Uh, uh, uh. So you can get in touch with us in the following ways. Twitter. Uh, at Ola Kindness, if you go on Facebook. <laughs> Russ, Russ, try not to move the mic. Russ, is it being Russ? Russ, Russ, Russ. Russ. It's most Facebook. like most. Russ, Russ, Russ. Instagram. Instagram, yeah. It only worked once. Oh, well. Um, Twitter, at Ola Kindness. Facebook, just type the Kindness Project into the search bar. Podcast. Uh, Kindness Project podcast. Sure, quick. Oh, is that yeah. the one for Facebook? I've been getting the Google and Facebook one mixed up. No. Anyway. Facebook um, is the Kindness Project. Google is the Google Kindness is Project kindness podcast. Project. Uh, and then if you just want to go directly to the website, because that Google bit's a bit, you know, slow. Um, <laughs> www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. If you want to email us directly without having to find the email on the website, which is also a bit of a long way to go around it, but I can just tell you what the email is now. It's all at thekindnessproject.co.uk. That's the longest explanation of an email ever. Just say the email. All at thekindnessproject.co.uk. Uh, if you want to find us anywhere else, please don't go looking. I'm just afraid to, of what you might so find. That, just so that people know, we've also added a mailing list to the website so that if, if they want to receive updates from us. Yeah, if you'd like to like sort of know when the podcast is coming out, know all kinds yeah, of Never miss an episode. Never miss an episode. You can do all of that. Just go to www.thekindlingsproject.co.uk. Uh, um, share very kindly with us your email address, and we will keep you in the loop, won't we? Whoop, on whoop. the pod. Whoop, whoop. On the on the pod. No. Are we having it? No, we're not having it. Sounds like we're jetting off into space in an escape pod. No, if this is called the pod, are we podsters? No. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. We're not. That's not sticking. I'm going to stop using the pod. Because I don't want you to use the word podster again. I mean, <laughs> what's a what is a podster? I'm going to. Russ and one the pods. One the pods, yeah. What is a. Is it. Are we just podcasters? Is that what we are? Yeah, podcasters. Yeah. yeah. Or presenters or. Podcast or personalities. Or two chances of. Um, stumbled onto quite a successful podcast accidentally. Right. You could call us that. Um, right, that, on that note, let's move on to uh, kindness. Oh, no, go on. Sorry, I've pinched it. Kindness news. Environment edition. Oh, we've, and oh. we've got we've got two separate stories. Let me just check whether producer Raz has done his job and they're up to date. Oh, that's good. That's from the first of June, two thousand and one. Well done. No, it's not. He's actually done a really good job of giving me up to date news. Um, uh, eight thirty. Eight. Sorry, I'll I'll do my job, Raz. I thought we were going to say the the time that the thing was released. It's like yeah. that's so specific. Hello. What time do you release the pod, Russ? It, it, <laughs> us podsters <laughs> should know should know what time their own podcast comes out. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes out midnight on a Thursday. Midnight, midnight in midnight AM on a Thursday. So if you if you don't want to do the join the mailing list, just get up at twelve oh one Friday morning. No, is it midnight Thursday on a Thursday? No, it's a midnight no. on a Wednesday. So as no, it's it over... Right, so 
12 o'clock, midnight on a Thursday, you can just like sort of... Yeah, uh, wake up, wake up, have your bed what was that? on Thursday. Set an alarm, set an alarm. What would that be called sure. if it's midnight Wednesday into Thursday morning? As soon as it flips over to midnight, then it becomes the Thursday, doesn't it? Okay. So 11.59 yeah. is Wednesday, 12 o'clock is Thursday. 12am on a Thursday. 12 a.m. on a Thursday. So, um, uh, is there a prize for the files that's downloaded? We wouldn't even know, would we, Russ? No, we wouldn't know, no. Okay, we'll, we'll scrap that. Sleeping um, um, okay, so the, uh, this is from thegoodnewshub.com. Thank you guys for sharing your news. A380 completes test flight using 100% cooking oil. The largest passenger plane in the world, the Airbus A380, has just completed a test flight running completely on cooking oil. The double-decker took off from Toulouse in southern France on March 25th, 2022, uh, flew That's for three hours... And then touched down in the same place. Late that day, a second test flight took off from Toulouse and landed in Nice. The fuel is referred to as sustainable aviation fuel and is made up using cooking oil and other waste fats. Using um, other you know, uh, sustainable aviation fuel in jet fuel isn't new because airlines such as KLM currently use a traditional blend of jet fuel and 50% SAF. But this is the first time uh, the A380 uh, has, has flown with 100% uh, of these reusable fats, sustainable fats. Um, and there's other planes um, that have done it. Um, and the idea is, is if we use these um, uh, uh, flat, uh, these other fats, it's just more of a sustainable way to fly. But they're not just looking at using cooking oil to um, power planes. To achieve um, carbon neutrality, what they are um, looking to do is... Um, start working with hydrogen-based planes because Airbus is teaming up with Delta Airlines to develop the first zero-emission hydrogen aircraft called Zero with an E at the end. Because if it's eco-friendly, you've got to put an e, e somewhere in the in the name, haven't you? There's I've got an electric e car zero. and my car is called the E-Nero. They love they love putting an E. There's also they? already an E in Nero. There's a, there's a, there's an E in Nero, but but if it's if it's energy efficient, the idea is you add like another little special way. Just capitalise it. What are you saying? Too many E's in like eco friendly stuff. It just makes the name too long. You're not saving e time. That's fine. And actually, it's not funny because it's N I R O. Oh. Is that? Well, the zero does. E zero. Yeah, you just put the E in the middle of zero instead. True. True. It just. Let, let Airbus and Delta know that they're using too many E's. Uh, Air, Airbus are currently planning three different Zero E designs. Zero. The first two uh, uh, is a turboprop and turbofan look um, uh, and features hybrid turboprop and turbofan engines. The third design is a futuristic one uh, 
that's a blended wing plane with a liquid hydrogen storage tank stored underneath the wings. These plan to be out by 2035. So we are, I mean, we are slowly but surely um, getting there in terms of um, hopefully getting to carbon neutral and, and treating the planet in a bit of a kind of way. I was having a conversation yesterday uh, about uh, this because I was working on a, a garden project at, around my local school. So we were supporting building the kids of forest uh, forest classroom and a uh, 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 forest path um, so they could sort of effectively spend more time in nature. Um, and I was having a conversation about, you know, uh, making the world a greener place and looking at stuff like that. And the guy I was having a chat with about this um, said something really interesting, which I agree with. He said the Earth doesn't actually care what we do uh, to, to it, um, because it will always survive, won't it? What we're doing by making, you know, pump, not pumping as much emissions into the atmosphere is just making sure it's a bit habitable for us, aren't we? Yeah, not only for us, but also the wildlife that sustains yeah. the nature that we live on. Because obviously... Yeah, but we've got to... visually damaged the yeah, atmosphere, haven't we? But you've got to think, because, like, it's not just about us, because it can't be just about us, because without the other creatures in our environments and ecosystems, then the entire ecosystem could potentially collapse if it doesn't adapt. And then it's we've got to think about more than ourselves, because the things that we don't see going on also help us. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, whatever happens, the Earth will survive, won't it? Yeah. In whatever form it is. But It might yeah. just have some more zombies or... Zombies? <laughs> what, why would zombies come into I know, I was thinking about mix. apocalypse scenarios. Oh, right, okay. Like, you know, I, was thinking, I had to read this book for uh, English. Uh, it was called The Road. I didn't really like the book, but I liked, there, was, there was some stuff in it. And it was about, like, a nuclear accident that happened because people weren't careful... I like the world survived, but like there was no birds, there yeah, was no, yeah. and people were struggling to survive. Like the earth was still there. Well, there are like, places that's happened. And yeah. I was watching an interesting thing about Chernobyl that the wildlife, now that it's sort of calming down a bit, has taken over and yes. crippled in. Yeah. Crippled in that area because but that's what's interesting about that guys and the plant life is is nature always finds a way doesn't yeah. it you know well, like evolution is evolution isn't it yeah is that exactly um and and the, the, like all of the work that we do around helping the planet is designed to make sure that we can continue to live in it because if, yeah. if we're not around nature will always find a way it just goes back to yeah, back. And we and humans are really the only ones who, who have created this situation where we are, and, and, and like every animal has an impact on the environment, but we've done stuff that, you know, just 
no other animal would be capable of in terms of damaging damaging the environment, haven't we? So, so yeah, it's, it's a real interesting one. But the good news is there are plenty of people doing good stuff. So let me talk to you about um, the second news article. U.S. not-for-profit turns mining p- pollution into pain. A U.S. non-profit is saving the environment by turning pollution from mining into vibrant pigments that are used in pain. Rural Action, a members-based not-for-profit based in Ohio, in America, founded in 1991, is on a mission to create environmental change in the rural Appalachian communities. One of the changes they're passionate about is finding a way to combat the pollution in their walkways. In order to do so, they set up a social enterprise called True Pigments. In collaboration with Gambling Colors, a Portland-based paint company, True Pigments have released a limited edition range of oil paints named Reclaimed Earth Colors. Simply put, the pigments for the paint are created from iron oxide, the toxic residue that is leaking from mines in the Appalachia region and running into the water supply. The runoff pollution from mining is called the acid mine drainage, and toxic levels of heavy metals are released during rainfalls when rainwater seeps into the underground mines, absorbing the metals and then flowing into the river and streams. Uh, the site, one one of the big sites, um, uh, uh, drained 998 gallons of this waste into the waterways, um, uh, and over a year, that's 2.2 million pounds of iron oxide draining into the creek. The water in the area was so toxic that no fish were found in it. And that's why Rural Action are now taking action on this issue. Working with the University of Ohio, they began by creating a small treatment centre, collecting the contaminated water in large tanks. And after the water is collected, they add um, stuff, stuff to it and oxygen to get rid of it, its toxicity. Um, and then doing stuff with the paint. Rural Action is in the midst of expanding their operations. In 2019, the group were awarded a $3.5 million grant to design and build a full-scale treatment and pigment production facility, and that treats 1.4 million gallons of water and produces over 5,000 pounds of pigment every single day. And that's uh, due to be up and running in 2023. Uh, That will eradicate pollution in rivers in the area, create local jobs, and bring prosperity to an area that has struggled with poverty. Um, the old iron oxide pigment in- industry is worth 335 million in the US and uh, imports, uh, uh, imports the majority of its iron oxide pigments from China, um, but true pigments are making sure that they're changing pollution to paint to help the environment. I love that idea, mm. and it's it's such a good story. So well done, uh, the guys uh, at the paint place. Um, on, that note, on the pigments and paint place. Um, and on that note, let's get to part two of our interview. Our interview this week is with a, a lady called Catherine Loveday. Uh, she's from a charity called Kids Inspire. Shall we listen? Yes. And 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 if uh, in terms of funding, is 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 the funding you receive typically only via fundraising, or is there local authorities that that give you money to provide the service? How does it work? 
Yeah, so there's no central government for our service. Um, we are the um, appointed mental health um, provider for some of the services for Essex County Council, so we get some funding from them. Um, it's about a 60-40 split with our commissioned work um, and then our general fundraising. Commissioned, um, commissioned is a local authority. So yeah, for health services. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. That's right. Um, and then with regard to the fundraising, we have quite a mix. So we have a um, dedicated bid writer um, who has the grants on our behalf. And that, that, that has been um, actually one of the most successful sources of funding in the last 12 months. A lot of local authorities and other pots of money were made available. And so that's been really good for us. I mentioned uh, the corporate fundraising. That's what I get involved with mostly. And um, our challenges and events. And then community fundraising as well, really. So that's when groups or schools or clubs um, do a little event for us. Or companies, you know, people do Excel, individuals do things. So there's all kinds of ideas and lots of fun to be had, with say. Well, t tell me about those ideas. Like, what fundraising things have you got coming up? Yeah, so um, we have um, approximately 30 individuals cycling from London to Paris in June over three okay. days for us. Um, we did a This is like an actual real life cycle, right? Not one of those versions. Yes. <laughs> Yes, postponed for two years. It's actually oh, happening. Oh, yeah, amazing. We're really going to France. So we did um, our first bespoke bike ride was from Chelsea to Amsterdam in 2019. Only 50 people doing that one, actually, including our CEO, which was amazing. And um, so there was there was a group of people who were really keen to do another one. So that's been postponed. But in the meantime, um, we developed another cycle challenge from our office in Great Barrow, which we held last September, which was open to everyone, um, families, some of our service users. So we worked out a route that was two two thousand. Um, sorry 20.21 miles from the office and we hope that the group between them would achieve a total um uh, distance of 20, uh, 2021 miles um so some people did one lap you know some people did four laps the really keen ones so we're running that again this september that'll be on the 4th of september and it's, it's, it was a really lovely event we had you know some service users involved as well um lots of different supporters and different abilities and um you know every penny that's raised by by people who take part in that that one is um really much appreciated in the past i have um supported fundraisers who've done a skydive with the red devils um and that's been people are really doing that um we've had someone run uh, some people run the london marathon for us but then also local fun runs so there's there's you know the half marathon in brentwood and chelmsford yeah. there's the battle races so little local events as well um People have organised their own events. Um, there's all kinds of walking challenges. One lovely lady has just done the Yorkshire Three Peaks challenge for us. So, you know, there's, there's so many ideas out and there. I, if someone has yeah. a desire to do something crazy that they can get sponsorship for, great, we love it. We'll support them and help them. I, I think fancy dress fundraising is the way to go, Charlotte, right? What do you reckon? What do you mean by fancy dress fundraising? Well, like... you just... You just... I don't know, pay pay some money to turn up in a in an outfit of your choice. What do you reckon? You do like a photo shoot, like a photo shoot. Yeah, yes. like with um, people dressed up as like historical figures. Yeah, yeah. And, Sounds and great, Charlotte. The, the more, the further you got to go back, the more you got to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to come as a caveman, it's really expensive. But if you want to come, <laughs> actually. As a, in them um, during lockdown, one of our supporters they organised a fancy dress um, sponsored walk for their employees. So everyone.
dressed and went out for their hours walking from home in a fancy dress costume and got some sponsorship from friends and neighbours. And, and then they made a little film. They put all the clips together. It was wonderful. And they Love put it. to the uh, Amarillo music. Ah, amazing. Well, look, that, that, that's an absolute classic, isn't it? Anything yeah. added with a bit of Amarillo. Here's my idea, right, about this one, right? It's called Fancy Dress. No, I need a better name for it. I'll come back to that one. Um, the, the idea is that you've got a walk. It's quite a long one. Every mile, you go back in time, Fancy Dress-wise, right? So you do the first mile in a modern, in modern dress, and then you go, why are you looking like that? The costume changes are the most elaborate part. Yeah, <laughs> I think will be. You've got you all just... your fundraise money would go into costumes. <laughs> no, you, you. I mean, you could get costumes, but every mile there's like a basket of costumes where you go from modern to Victorian to Elizabethan, all the way back to Kate. Just put on a random accessory. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it hasn't got to be all of your outfit changed. Just what did they? Wouldn't that be called time hopping fancy dress? Oh, brilliant, Russ, Russell. Amazing. Genius. Genius. He says I love nothing, it. And then he comes in with that act of genius. <laughs> time hopping fancy dress is what, is what we do. The outfit at the end would be a what, bit... Um, Russ, so now you're involved, because I know that you add a bit of genius to the show when you do get involved. What eras do you reckon we should have mile by mile? I don't know. So... You go nineties back to the eighteen hundreds, I suppose. Oh, so you're go you're not going too far back then, would you? Go how to many 90s, miles? 80s, 70s? It depends on how many miles you're walking, doesn't it? Well, you, you you're going to have to walk a long way if you're only going in back my, every decade to get to the Stone Age, right? In my case, I wouldn't even make a mile, so I'd only go back <laughs> to the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, sorry, we've gone off on a complete tangent. Do you know what this really illustrates to me? There's no end to the fun you can have with fundraising. Well, you know what? That and that. I suppose that everyone has change. different ideas. It's just about getting involved. And I suppose part of the challenge you've got is keeping it fresh so that people yeah. are engaged, right? How, how do you come up with the ideas? Ooh, we do a lot of head scratching. <laughs> we, um, we had a team planning day, actually, this week. So the fundraising team, we all sit around and say, right, you know, let's look at some new ideas. What can we think of? We do quite a lot of research and we obviously see what other charities are doing yeah. um, quite often. And th new ideas come from other countries. You try and follow what, what ideas are um, developing around the world for fundraising. Um, you try to be topical. So, you know, this year we're trying to do some things around the Jubilee, as I mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, looking for a theme is quite a good one. But it's, yes, yeah. yeah, it's, it, it's constant uh, fun to, to keep trying thinking of new yeah, ideas. Yeah, I'd imagine. Actually. I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, and tell us where people can find out a little bit more about Kids Inspire and the amazing work you do. Yeah, thank you, Chris. So we've got um, a quite extensive website, which is www.org.uk. We're also very active on social media. So we have Facebook. If you put Kids Inspire into Facebook, you'll find us. Also Instagram and Twitter. And then for me, I'm uh, involved with businesses. So we're on LinkedIn as well on the business side. Fab. And I would certainly recommend that you... Um... You check out the website. We'll make sure that in the show notes, the all of the links are in there, right? So is that right? They will be. They will be. Of course they are, because Russ is on it. Russ is the man. Wonderful. And, um, and what we'll do, and certainly what I'd recommend you do, is check out some of the amazing 
case study videos that are on the website because I think they really illustrate the amazing work you do. So, um, so, so, so definitely do definitely do that. Last question: What is it? I mean, you've you've had this sort of two tier career. What is it that really gets you out of bed in the morning when you do this job? Because this is more, this is less for the money and more for the love, isn't it? It certainly is. It's just knowing that you really can make a big difference in a young person's life. It's, you know, we know that um, 25% of adult mental health problems actually stem from problems that start in childhood that people need help with. So I think, you know, there's a lot of sadness. We hear some really, really sad stories, but the positivity about, you know, the difference that we can make, the, 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 the wonderful future that we can give to young people who really have been in a dark place at a young age, you know, it, it, it really is so very, very rewarding. I have to say, um, doing my job makes me feel great. Shall we do a couple of questions? Go on then, do a couple of questions. <laughs> um, so you probably know that uh, weekly on the podcast, we ask our listeners some questions. So I want to just throw a couple of random ones at you. Uh, not physically throw them because <laughs> <laughs> it's through a screen so I can't physically throw it but um, <laughs> catch that question catch that question so, so how far are you going to go back with the questions oh all the way back to the beginning I think I well, might you go need, you, need, you need to press that button then I know, I know. that's a lot of can questions can you believe we've had, we, how, many, how many episodes have we had Russ? 222 come out this way. We've had 20, 222 questions, and we're going to ask you the question from episode one, Catherine, the first ever question on the podcast we, we've asked, which was... If you could be any character from one of your favourite books, who would you choose? Now that's really thrown me. <laughs> right, that, that, that's, 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 while you're thinking about that, um, uh, let me give you an easy one. It, this might not be easier. <laughs> this might be quite contentious, actually. We'll see how we get on. What's the best use of an egg? Omelette, fried, poached, cabbage cream? What? What? Where? Where are we going with this? <laughs> I have to tell you that one of my colleagues makes the most amazing chocolate brownies that are covered in mini eggs. That is the best use that of an egg. Sounds definitely. Amazing. You know what? I, I I was in the shop yesterday and they had eggs for sale, and it, it took a lot of willpower not to like just get a trolley and um, start putting a start putting a, a lot in there. Um, oh, that's a really good one. Are most people, in your belief, generally good? Yeah, I think they really are actually. And in this role in fundraising, you do meet some really amazing and wonderful and kind people, people who really want to help the charity and get involved and, and, and join in, in in making a difference in, in young lives. So, yeah, I do believe most people are good. Um, and Charlotte's Char um, tapping because she's really excited about asking a question now. Go on then. Who is your favourite Muppet? <laughs> Definitely has to be Miss Piggy. Who did you say? I like um, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Baker. No, no, the the bear with the fuzzy. That one. Fuzzy. Oh yeah. Classic, yeah. absolute classic. And and let's finish there. We've loved having you on the podcast, <laughs> Catherine. Uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast, um, and we'll see you soon. Thanks so much for the opportunity. And that, my friends, is part two of the interview with Catherine. Uh, if you haven't checked out That's the Dog, if you haven't checked out part one, make sure you do that.
And let's move on to the end of the show. <gasps> Here's the end of another podcast. But the end is never truly the end, because the end is always the beginning of something entirely new. This week, as always, it is last week's question of the podcast, answered this week by you folks at home. Um, what was the question I last mean, week, I mean, my fine? It's not compulsory to answer it sitting at home. You can answer it. Uh, at work, on the bus. On the bus, at work, on a plane. On a train. I don't know how you'd answer it on a plane because I've got no Wi-Fi. That's it. You can have Wi-Fi on a plane. You can? Yeah, of course you can. Oh. But particularly long distance one, there's a lot of Wi-Fi. And the dog is clearly going to be with the last week's question of the podcast was... What's the last competition you won? Uh, we had uh, Francis Barrett, who said, I won £500 and tickets to see Kaiser Chief a couple of years ago on the radio. Uh, Roberta White won a meal for two at a local Greek uh, restaurant, and she uh, won a lucky dip on the lotto. Tasman Kane won a TV and sound system at Bank Hall Conference I was gobsmacked, and it was gifted to me by Mark Lawrenson and Ray Stubbs. Uh, uh, I rarely win anything, uh, but I've also won a Malteser Easter egg at my rugby club. So that was all of our prize winners. Oh, um, oh no, actually, well done to Catherine Knowles, who won an award for being a diversity and inclusion uh, champion at the Women in Protection Awards. Well done, Catherine, nice. for that. All good stuff. That's it for this week's uh, podcast, and we'll see you next time on the Climate Project. Bye. Bye.